Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I'm your host James and today we are going to be looking at the episode What's in the Batter? So it begins with Sue, Jasper, and Blythe walking out of school and are psyched because it's Friday. Sue wants to go to the park with everyone and Jasper joins in and Blythe is thinking about it but then Roger comes to pick her up. Blythe is surprised by this, but joins Roger and says she'll join in with the park activities later. Blythe uh, gets in the car and says that uh, she thought he wasn't going to get home until later tonight. But Roger clarifies that he means in the Eastern Hemisphere, an hour ago from here. So that that makes sense depending on what part of the Eastern Hemisphere he's coming from. Like, if he's coming from, like, the more Western parts of the Eastern Hemisphere, that would make sense. But if he's coming from more of the Eastern parts of the Eastern Hemisphere, then it would be more like 5 in the morning rather than really late at night, which is when some people begin their day. So, I mean, I guess both are technically true, but we're getting off topic. Roger says that he got Blythe a present. Blythe says it's not her birthday, and Roger says to that, True dat. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, I love you, Roger. I just love you, Roger. So, he gives Blythe a case, and she opens it. And uh, it turns out to be a candy necklace. And she's not entirely thrilled about this. Roger says he used to give these to her all the time. And Blythe says, you know, when I was seven. And she's still a bit disappointed in the gift. Roger says, gotcha! And gives Blythe a real present. Uh, He hands her another case. And uh, Blythe opens it to find a butterfly necklace. Blythe is excited about this because this is one of her own designs. Roger says he took it to a jeweler and had it made. Which must have cost a good amount. But, I mean, it's all it's all worth it. Because, like, this is... It's a really cool necklace. I mean, I don't, I don't like necklaces that much, but... I mean, I like them aesthetically. I just don't like wearing them. And it's not because I'm a guy. It's just that I have this, like, thing where I don't like things around my neck. Oh, shoot. Hold on. Blythe gives Roger a hug from the back seat. And, uh, Roger asks if he can have the candy necklace. And Blythe lets him have the candy necklace. And he starts eating it. And this is just... This whole moment is just really sweet. Oh god. Ah, oh, I love I love Roger. I love you, Roger. You you are a good dad, Roger Baxter. Hashtag Roger for Dream Daddy too. Anyway Anyway. Uh no not anyway. Like Roger's just so wholesome. It's hard not to like him. I know I keep bragging about how good a character Roger is. But, like, I I always just liked him. Because he's, he's, like, a lot goofy versus, like, him being, like, like, an actual dad. Like, I liked him for that, but it's really in doing this podcast that... I can like him more for being an actual dad. Because, like, he is a really good dad. And I just can't fault him for that. But I also like his goofy spirit. And, like, the fact that he wanted the candy necklace on top of this whole surprise trickery that gets Blythe especially excited for a gift which is one of her own designs 
in jewelry form is just amazing. I I don't I don't know what it is. I just like these moments. So anyway, um the opening happens and then uh from here on some parts of this episode are hard to take notes for. So my notes might be a bit limited, but it is hard to follow as well. So, you know, that's a that's a sign for things to come. So the biscuits are in their limo complaining about how long the weeks feel that they feel like they deserve a treat for making it through till Friday. So, uh, in their hands, they have cups of coffee, which brings me to the weird age question I have again. Like, I I think they are in middle school, because, like, like, Blythe always, always sits in the back. She's not tall enough to ride in the front, but... Then that begs the question, why, why are these middle schoolers drinking coffee? I don't think middle schoolers should be drinking coffee, you know? I don't think it's good for their, like, systems. It's just... Uh... On the other hand, if they're high schoolers, which, I mean, they go to a high school middle school, and it's entirely possible... Like, then they can drink coffee, but then they're just, they're too short to be high schoolers. I mean, I mean, there are some short high schoolers, but I don't think, like, that they're just short high schoolers. I think they're, like, still growing middle schoolers. It's insanely hard to put an age to any of these characters. And that's kind of weird. But, uh, anyway. So, they go and stop at Sweet Delights, which... Why? Like... I mean, maybe they didn't know, but why would they be in this part of the neighborhood in the first place although why were they in the neighborhood in the first place in the first episode now that I'm thinking about it to like weirdly greet Blythe maybe they somehow don't have control over their teleporting powers and they just end up at places at random sometimes and the first episode in this is one of those times but like when they see like a friend of Blythe's like why didn't they just turn around okay that's actually kind of explained later in the episode but we'll, we'll get to that anyway Young Me welcomes them in stiltedly and uh, they go off on her asking for time to look around. And Young Me gives them the time to look around. But then they say they want to buy the whole store. Again, this part is hard to take notes for because, like, what is happening? What is happening in this episode? So, um, uh,. Whitney tells Brittany that they should hold a party and that like them saying to buy the whole store gave her the idea to just throw a party. So they then remember the last party they threw in which they text each other from a few feet away about how great the party was at the party during the party. I don't get it. So they do that again in the store 
And Yangmi is like, what is happening? Which is a sentiment I agree with. Uh, I don't, I don't get it. So then we cut to Buttercream in the kitchen with the pets alone. Why? I mean, I mean, I know what's going to happen, but why, why are they alone in the kitchen? The last time that happened, things did not turn out well. Like, I don't, I don't think those pets should be allowed to be alone in Sweet Delights, let alone the kitchen, because not only did they go full Lord of the Flies, they also stole a truck twice when they were alone with sweets. Like, them being alone anywhere near sweets should probably be prohibited, but we're getting off topic. So Buttercream is showing the pets the new mixer they got, and Buttercream asks if they want to see it in action, to which Russell says yes to. So Buttercream turns on and jumps on top of the mixing part, and it's going slow, so Buttercream can just, like, have fun swirling around on us. Uh, Minka then takes a peek in there to see the batter, and is reminded of paint. Minka stops the mixer, which demonstrates some level of smartness among these animals who are doing something kind of stupid right now. Take some of the batter and paint a painting on one of the oven faces or something. Okay, so then uh, Sunil says that that's batter and not paint. But Penny Ling starts licking it off and says it's better than paint because it tastes so good. And everyone else joins in. So again, they're in the kitchen eating sweets alone. I wouldn't trust that. I don't think anyone should. So in the shop, uh, the biscuits have hit a crossroad because Brittany says that they have nothing to celebrate. And Whitney says that they can't just hold a party for no reason. Which, I mean, they can. They're wealthy. Parties are held all the time just because of wealth and stuff. I don't... I don't see why they... They don't think they can't have a party for no reason. I, like... Like, Pinkie Pie can't have a party for no reason because, like... Otherwise, she would just throw parties all the time and they wouldn't be special. But the Biscuits could just throw a party, like, whenever they wanted to, to just flaunt off how rich they are and, like, how everyone should love them. Like, like those are, like, two different things that I don't, I don't get it. So, Brittany figures that their birthday just happened relatively soon ago. And that their half-birthday isn't for three more months, which Whitney immediately follows up with. They can throw themselves a quarter birthday party. Oh. So, oh, the the joys of being rich enough to do that. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Anyway, uh, the biscuits go to Young Me and says that they need two hundred cupcakes for tomorrow. Young Me says that they don't know if they can handle that order. But the biscuits threaten to take their business elsewhere. But Young Me then agrees to taking on this monstrous order. So the biscuits leave and 
Blythe walks in and they bump into each other and the biscuits drop their coffee cups. So the cups don't spill and clunk when they hit the ground. So I think they're empty. So my new question becomes, did they just drink it all and not throw it away right away? Or were they just for show? Like, to show how cool they are. Like, like, this, like, is, like, are are they carrying around coffee cups the same reason that guy from Fault in Our Stars, like, carries around a cigarette? Like, I'm not actually doing this unhealthy thing. I'm doing it to be cool. This coffee cup is a metaphor for how cool I am. (laughs) And they just want to portray how cool they think they are to everyone. And like, oh, oh, that is, oh, that, that would, I, I choose to believe that part. So, uh, because it, so fits within their characters to just like prove to everyone that they're super cool look at me I'm drinking coffee in middle school how cool am I so uh, so Blythe tries to apologize for bumping into the biscuits but the biscuits are being unreasonable and yelling at Blythe again and the pets give the biscuits the stink eye because they came out and like are looking at this and they're like not having any of it. So the biscuits then use a uh, bumping into them as an excuse to uninvite Blythe. Wow, like, the biscuits need some form of reasoning to do anything petty. Like, throw a party, we need to have a reason. I know, let's celebrate our quarter birthday. Let's uninvite this person that we don't like at all. That's convenient that they just bumped into us. How rude of them. Like, uh... Oh, this episode just underlines how terrible the biscuits are and and I'm loving it. I am just loving it. So uh Blythe kind of just brushes it off, but the biscuits outside discuss how Blythe wasn't crushed by their uninvite, and they come to the conclusion that she's hiding her pain which Like, how stupid are they? Like, you don't like Blythe, and Blythe doesn't like you either. Why would she be, like, crushed by being uninvited? Uh, I think that plays into something I'm going to discuss later, actually, but... For now, it just seems stupid. So, uh, they get in their limo and decide to uninvite some other people. Now... Saying that there's a limo here would make you think that uh, they they didn't teleport here, that they came here intentionally. But I like to believe that they took the limo with them. That's how wild and uncontrollable their powers can get at some point. Omega-level evil biscuit twins (laughs) theory for life. I need to come up with a better term for that. So anyway, the pets are furious with the biscuits because, you know, they're terrible and everyone should be furious with them. And Sunil offers to hunt them down like the pets are an angry mob getting a monster. But then everyone looks at Sunil and Sunil says that he should cut down on the late night monster movies. Which the pets agree with because saying they should be hunted down like by an angry mob 
might be a little too much. So Minka notices Blythe's new necklace. And Blythe chews her away because she wants to talk to young me. Blythe then shows her new necklace to young me. And young me is excited for it. And Blythe explains how her dad had it made. Uh, Minka peeks out of the corner and wants it because it's shiny. And Blythe shoes her away again. And Youngmi is impressed with the necklace and how it got made, but depressed because she made a deal with the Devil Biscuits to make 200 cupcakes by tomorrow. <laughs> Which, oh, is that how Cuphead 2 is going to go about? It's Mugman that makes the terrible deal this time? Uh, maybe. Blythe asks why she needs to make 200 cupcakes, and Young Me begins to explain, but Blythe says she knows about the quarter birthday party, and Young Me asks why, and Blythe says that she was just uninvited to it. Young Me and Blythe fake their sadness over not going. And then Young Me brings on the real sadness because she has to make 200 cupcakes. But then Blythe invites herself to bake with her. And then they call Sue and Jasper to help as well and decide to have their own party, a baking party, with Blackjack and Ladies of the Night. In fact, forget the baking party. And then uh, <laughs> Sue and Jasper comes come in and then there's a montage of the four of them just baking and having fun set to an instrumental of uh the sweet shop from uh topped with buttercream like this is a really nice montage and i i i think it's like one of the best writing pieces in the show even though there's no dialogue and it's just action all the time and it like it just conveys how close everyone is and just like how they're like having fun while baking i'm not gonna go over the whole montage because i think it's worth seeing on your own but highlights include uh blythe and sue uh, putting frosting mustaches on each other and Jasper putting a frosting beard on himself. Uh, young me accidentally hitting Blythe with some batter while she's mixing and then by Blythe fires back. And then uh, young me takes uh, cupcakes out of the oven and Jasper takes one, but it's hot. So he can't hold it. So he throws it and it goes down Sue's shirt and she gets it out. She throws it at Jasper, but hits young me. And then Sue, Jasper pops up, but then Sue throws a bowl of batter at Jasper, which hits him in the face. And then uh, young me pushing Blythe on a cart while she goes about sprinkling the cupcakes. Like, this is a very fun montage. But it also is a bit weird because it shows a show that could have been if it wasn't also about animals. Just like this montage just shows how good of a chemistry these four characters have and like how like fun it could be to just have a show with those four. I just find it a tad odd that like some of the things I'm saying are the best parts of the show. A show called Littlest Pet Shop have nothing to do with the actual pets. I mean, as of yeah, like there are some pretty good pet moments, like in the episodes. Like, but at the same time, there are an equal amount of non-pet moments that. I would just slather my praise on. So, I mean, it is weird, but uh, 
I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing entirely. Because, again, there are good moments involving pets. It's just... I don't know. Like, trying to figure out a balance might be a bit hard. So, uh, by the end of uh, all of this, everyone's tired except for young me, who's still going at it. And uh, Blythe mixes some more batter, but doesn't realize that her new necklace is in the batter being mixed in as well. So, the next day, Minka and the rest of the pets are in Blythe's room, and they wake Blythe up. Blythe says she's had a rough night, and Minka really, really wants to see Blythe's necklace. And everyone else came along to make sure that she doesn't wake Blythe up, which, you know, kind of failed as an operation. Although, a failed operation is gonna be, like, a running thing in this episode. So Blythe reluctantly agrees because Russell points out the sooner Minka gets to see it, uh, the sooner she can get back to sleep. So Blythe gets up to show her the necklace, but Minka points out that it's not there. So, I mean, yeah, so for as much as, like, the chemistry of the four characters is on well display in the montage, like, Blythe probably wouldn't have noticed that her precious necklace is missing if Minka wasn't there or interested in it. So, I guess the pets are necessary for, you know, some things. Again, it's hard to find a good balance, you know? And, I don't know, thinking about it now, I guess, like, it, they find a good balance, sort of. I don't know, this whole thing is just a bit strange. But, whatever, let's move on. Uh, Blythe searches the bed, knocking the pets off of it. And then she picks up the mattress in hopes of finding it, but the mattress proves to be a bit too big for her, so after a few seconds, uh, it topples onto her, and Blythe screams in agony that her necklace is missing. Uh, In the pet shop, uh, she says she looked through her apartment but couldn't find it. The pets say that they looked in the pet shop and couldn't find it. And Buttercream says that uh, she looked in the sweet shop and couldn't find it either. So they come to the conclusion that uh, it is in the cupcakes already. And uh, Buttercream does her uh, weird, like, what, what, spinning ear, thumping, cross-eyed thing. After saying uh, something odd about how, like, not only will they get, like, good cupcakey marshmallowy flavor goodness, but also golden goodness as well. I don't know. So, uh, she then informs Blythe that the cupcakes are already on their way. Blythe is determined to get them back and asks everyone to join her in... Operation Cupcake. Cooking up pastries, casually avoiding known enemies. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know they're a bit too old to be in the kids next door, but, but just let me have that. So, Blythe asks young me for the first phase of Operation Cupcake to make 200 more cupcakes and switch them out. But both young me and Blythe look like they've got hit by a truck. But they do it anyway. So there's a second montage of the two of them just doing it, but it's more sloppy and it's to a slowed down instrumental version of the sweet shop. So they do it, but they are a lot more out of it than usual. So Blythe says it's time for phase two of Operation Cupcake. 
So at the quarter birthday, uh, the Biscuits are playing an instrumental version of uh, BFF from Penny for Your Laughs, the song they used on Blythe to control her for a bit. I was going to ask why, but after saying it out loud, it makes sense. They want to control all the people at the party, and so they use their own hypnotic song powers uh, to do it. Uh, anyway, so they they also have a banner that has like one-fourth on it. <laughs> Which, oh, that's that's a nice detail. I I love whoever put that in there because that is a good detail. And again, underlines how kind of terrible they are. So Whitney and Brittany text each other the same thing again. And they decide to split the cupcake they have in front of them. Only to find Blythe's necklace. They wonder what it is, and they deduce that uh, it is one of their quarter birthday presents from their dad. But they don't like it, and Brittany wants something better for her quarter birthday. Uh, wait. Yeah, no, no, I got that right. I, I, By the end of this note-taking session, I kept confusing which twin is which. It is hard... So, uh, Brittany says she wants something better for her quarter birthday because it only comes a few times a year, which it doesn't. It it only comes once a year. Like, you have your quarter birthday, your half birthday, your three quarters birthday, and then your birthday, if you want to break it down like that. So, uh, anyway, uh, they think their other presents are in the other cupcakes, which I mean, this it makes sense. It's a fun thing to do, and you know, uh, the biscuits seem like the type of family who could afford to put two hundred gifts in two hundred cupcakes. So, <clears throat> anyway, uh. At the front door, uh, Blythe and Young Me come in and are stopped by the guard. They explain that they have cupcakes, but the guard said that they were delivered earlier. Blythe says that these are surprise new cupcakes, but the guard <laughs> says he wasn't told to expect surprises. But then Blythe goes on a fast-talking tangent about what a surprise is and how it's not much of a surprise if you're told to expect surprises. And this works, and the guard lets them through, but uh, asks them to be quick because Winnie and Brittany don't like the help being around for too long. So then it turns out the pets are hiding in the cart, and Pepper begins stinking up the place because she's nervous in this close quarters. Pepper and Russell argue about the stench, and Pepper points out that at least I'm not the one in danger of impaling anyone. And they continue to have uh, this conversation, but Blythe pops in and asks them to be quiet. So Blythe and Young Me make it to the cupcakes and begin switching them out. The Biscuits spot Blythe, however, and thinks she's trying to join the party and believe their idea that she was masking her pain. Honestly, they are so full of themselves. So they decide to intimidate Blythe. And they begin to, and they point out that they don't know young Mi's name, which is why they might not have known that he was friends with Blythe, but they'd known she hangs out with Blythe. So the whole, why did why did they go there in the first place? If, like, a known enemy is there. They are not casually avoiding known enemies. But then again, uh, neither are Blythe and Young Me exactly. They're trying to, and getting them out of their face as quickly as possible 
And Blythe is explaining she's just switching the cupcakes, but they don't quite believe her. They also don't know that people bake cupcakes or that people bake at all because Blythe said that we baked you new cupcakes. And they're like, people bake? Since when? And then Young Sin says, since forever. And, you know, I'd argue that to make this show, people would need to bake, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Anywho, uh, Blythe tries to convince them that these cupcakes are better, even though they're lopsided and are kind of a mess, and that she's just trying to be nice. But the biscuits use logic for the second time in this episode to deduce that Blythe can't just be nice to them. They have a private conversation to determine what Blythe is after. So they believe that she's after all their presents that are in the cupcakes. Which is the third time they use logic, kind of. I mean, they used logic to come to the wrong conclusion with hiding cupcakes, but it's a logical conclusion to come from and they come to the right conclusion to thinking that Blythe isn't doing this just to be nice so there's like wrong conclusion plus right conclusion equals wrong conclusion for a third thing so whatever they go uh, back and demand the old cupcakes Blythe insists on the new cupcakes, and they they begin to do a tug of war with the cart, with the biscuits wanting the old cupcakes, and Blythe and Young Me demanding that they have the new cupcakes. So this slides the pets in the carrier around uncomfortably so. And then Minka peeks out the door and sees a cupcake fall out. Also happening. A good song is playing over the system. It's an instrumental dance song, and it sets the tone for what happens next. And I kind of like it. Anyway, uh, Minka wants the cupcake because it's shiny and goes after it. A guest kicks the cupcake, and Minka continues to go after it. The rest of the pets try to go get Minka before she is discovered. Uh, Minka continues going after the cupcake, but it keeps getting kicked around. Eventually, it lands on the music table, and Minka goes for it, but lands on a record, and begins running on it, only making the song faster, which the guests are into. And uh, I want to stop my rhythm for... What's happening to just point out why why do they have a record player if like they they're rich that why don't they have like why don't they just put on like a computer with their playlist like I mean are they trying to be cool again by saying, "Oh look, we have a record player, even though we don't know what it is because it was like a gazillion years before our time. Then again, we're having a quarter birthday, so time moves a bit faster, so a gazillion might not be a gazillion. But my other theory, which I think is a bit more true, is that the music has to be live, and both of them have to be present for their music powers to work. So, I mean, both aren't mutually exclusive, so maybe maybe that's it. So then, uh, the rest of the pets are searching for Minka, but then Vinny starts losing himself in the beat of the song and starts dancing. Zoe is also enjoying the song, but determines that they need a singer. She begins to sing, but a scream is heard. Zoe wonders if that came out of her, but it turns out it was a guest who spotted them. And then Zoe says, They must be screaming about you because I'm a cute little puppy dog. <laughs> uh, uh, classic Zoe. Anyway, 
The rest of the guests start panicking because of the sudden appearance of animals and they start causing chaos. The guard tries to calm things down but gets pushed into a pool with an actual shark in it. Like, it's a little shark, so he's not in danger of being eaten whole, but it's still a shark. Why Why is everyone okay with a pool with a shark in it, but not these random, less threatening pets just appearing? Uh, so... The Biscuits then notice the chaos and decide that if anyone's gonna scream, it'll be them. And they start screaming. Blythe and Young Me take this opportunity to switch out the cupcakes. But the guard uh, is out of the pool now and his nose is being bit by the tiny, tiny shark. Anyway, he runs over and knocks into the cupcakes, which knocks the whole thing over. So they can't tell the difference anymore between the old cupcakes and the new cupcakes. And Buttercream comes up with the idea to just smash them all to find Blythe's necklace. So they begin smashing them all and Vinny goes Godzilla again to smash the cupcakes. He causes some cupcake to hit a guest, which starts a food fight between guests. Uh... The guard gets the shark off, and the shark lands in the punch bowl. But before he can restore order, a bigger fish used for serving uh, lands on his head and encases his head. So the biscuits demand everyone stop, but then two guests just pour two bowls of mac and cheese on their heads. So... My question in all of this is why did they need to go to Sweet Delights at all to cater this if they have all of this other food available? Like, maybe they, like, got other caterers, but... I mean, yeah, maybe they got other caterers. I guess I just answered my own question. So, I mean, if they didn't... But if they didn't, why? Then why? I guess... Like, they teleported there and thought it would be too awkward to just leave. But, whatever. So, they decide to punish Blythe for ruining their quarter birthday party and pick up two French loaves to beat her with. Blythe explains uh, what happened with her necklace falling into the batter and apologizes for making this mess, which is... The civil thing to do when you've ruined someone's quarter birthday party by starting a food fight accidentally and incapacitating the guard accidentally. So Winnie pulls out Blythe's necklace and says she thought it was from their dad and that they don't like the necklace and think why would their dad get something so hideous. But everyone on Blythe's side is mad and Minka goes into a fury and jumps on the chandelier and then jumps on Brittany and takes it away from uh, her. Dang it. I meant Whitney. I told you this was hard. Whatever. Uh, Blythe then thanks Minka for uh, getting the necklace back. Then the biscuits say, You don't need to sick your monkey on us. Yeah, we were happy to give you back that piece of junk. Sunil then walks over and kicks Whitney. Oh, shoot. I meant Brittany. Whitney pulled out the necklace. Criminy! Like, I know, like, twins are usually hard to keep track of, but it's not impossible. Except, like, in this instance, because they're, like, basically the same awful person. Uh, So, um, yeah, Sunil walks over and kicks Whitney, and they freak out more. 
and the biscuits demand that Blythe leave. Blythe explodes on them and saying that the pets here and her necklace have more value to her than they could imagine anything having value because they're just shallow, hollow people. So, uh, Brittany says that Blythe is weird and Whitney says that she was just going to text that to her. So, okay. At this point, I'd like to compare and contrast something. So, a while ago, uh, Kat Icarus had this episode talking about Casper, a spirit at the beginning. And one part that Kat Icarus found infuriating is that Chris shouldn't be bullied because he's outgoing and knows how to stick up for himself. But he's bullied anyway because the movie needs bullies for some reason. But in this case, like, Blythe is also, like, outgoing, willing to stick up for herself and her friends. And just, like, a fierce and independent person but gets bullied by the Biscuits anyway. But it makes sense because the Biscuits want to control everyone and make them think and do exactly what they want at any given time, like a bunch of robots. But Blythe is a rebel in all of this. Maybe like a rebel to that whole Bratz thing I went off about in Penny for Your Laughs. Because, like, Blythe... Like... Like... Yeah, Blythe's character actually does something I really like. Which is, like... She's, like, distinctly feminine. She's, like, fashion-forward. She, like... She's not the best when it comes to feats of strength. But, like, she's also not afraid to be, like, herself and, like, does stuff that's, like, traditionally unfeminine without going the whole, uh, strong female protagonist that you kind of see in some lesser forms of media where, like, it's, no, I'm not proud to be a girl. I want to be dude-like. But Blythe is proud to be a girl, but she's also not afraid of making messes and getting deep into stuff and just being overall creative and fun and a wonderful person. And, like, with the brat, like, uh, the biscuits... Is this intentional? Because, like... I don't know. The Biscuits... Are, like, trying to be... The ultimate form... Of femininity. But Blythe is just... Proud to be... Who she is. And, like, who she is... Like... Like, some of it's feminine. Some of it's not traditionally feminine. And... I don't know. I I like all of that. Like like that weird gender politics rant I went on like a few episodes ago. Like sometimes it works in their favor and this is one of those times. Like I don't know, like yeah. Like I mean some some people enjoy being tomboys or whatever and that's fine and some people like being you know girly and that's also fine but like the biscuits want them to conform to their standards and that's not fine and oh wow wow just just talking about this makes me realize a lot more because like Sue is just athletic energetic kind of thing 
and like that really freaked her out and Penny for uh, your laughs where like she was trying to be more like Blythe and Blythe didn't want that there's uh, uh, I am I am discovering a lot by just talking about all of this where am I oh geez I did not expect this episode to be longer than 50 minutes but I just hit the 50 minute mark now talking about all of this but it's worth talking about I think holy guacamole so I think I'm done for this for now but I don't know I might come back to this rant later um so anyway, Blythe and Young Me are relaxing in Blythe's room and thankful that this day is over. But then Jasper and Sue come over to bake a cake to celebrate uh, their half year anniversary of when uh, they first met Blythe, I think. Which means that if it was at the beginning of the school year in September, this episode takes place in March, which means the biscuits would have been born in December. So, uh, the episode ends with Sue and Jasper chanting cake, 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 while Blythe and Young Mir are exhausted still. So, overall, this episode, like, I thought this episode was just confusing, but then talking through it, I realized how weird and fun this episode is. And I just... I just love it even more now that I'm talking about it. Like, last episode, I said, like, that episode was the most changed I've felt. But uh, this episode, while not the most changed, it certainly highlights uh, how, like, you think about these episodes from just watching it to taking notes to saying it out loud. Like, this whole process has been enlightening to some extent. So, uh, anyway, that will be it for this episode. Be sure to leave a comment or a rating on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcast, on the Google Play Store. And wherever else RSS feeds go when they are stuck inside a cupcake. Anyway, join us next time for the episode, What Did You Say? Thank you.